Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. The Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal entry law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Sports on a Sunday morning continues here from the Estiefel Sports Studio at Bush Stadium. Joe Pod in for Tom Ackerman here on a Sunday morning. Glad you're along as well. Cards Reds coming up. It's the final game of the three-game series. It's also the final game before the All-Star break for both teams. Going on right now, the 150th Open Championship, and we've got X Senior Golf Editor Dan Reardon joining us here on a Sunday morning to lend his expertise and uh, Dan, I appreciate you taking some time here on a Sunday morning. Is uh, is Rory going to finish this off? Well, he's certainly in the driver's seat. You know, he has a two-stroke mm-hmm. advantage over now Cameron Smith, uh, uh, Rory at 18 under par. The thing that, that I think works to his advantage right now, obviously he's playing well, but more than that, he's, he's in that lead position, and he would have to back up a little, I think. And he's gone 31 holes now with only one bogey on his card. He goes back to... The, the bogey at 17 yesterday, and then you have to go back to his second round and four holes to play, he had a bogey. So if he continues to play the kind of strategic golf from the tee that he has been playing and then continues to two-putt, and he's two-putted every hole today. He's had two holes and he reached the, the, the holes in two and two-putted for birdie. If he can continue to play that golf, then it becomes a matter of whether Cameron Smith can really get hot with the putter on the greens. And there are scoring only real danger left on this golf course for any of these players is 17. So if Rory can get to 17 with a two-stroke margin, he can play that hole cautiously and, and walk it in. And Cameron Smith led for a couple of rounds here before uh, Rory, Matt, Rory had a, a good third round, really, to kind of take control. Uh, what, what has Cameron Smith done? What, why has this been a good tournament for him? Well, Cameron Smith game begins on the greens, and this is a golf course where the greens are essential to everything you're trying to do. I actually think this golf course does not help him as much as maybe a traditional golf course because, like like Rory, like most of the players, this is a golf course that's built around approach putting. You're not going to make a lot of one putts on this golf course unless you're missing greens. So his strength is a little bit, I think, negated. He has good length. He does not have McElroy kind of length. So 
where he has to really be precise is the shots into the green. He's got to figure out a way to get close enough to make birdie putts possible. Not hit greens, but make birdie putts possible. What about Cameron Young as well? Because he is also within a couple of strokes right now of Rory McIlroy, 25 years old, and, and he's had a very good tournament. And he's a guy that I think the thing we're going to come out of this championship, if Rory wins, great for the game of golf, great for the tour. Obviously, Jay Monahan and Martin Slumbers of the RNA will be cheering this win if it should take place. But what comes out of this series of majors is we're looking at golf, at least on the PGA Tour and the DP Tour, very healthy. Cameron Young is 25. He's been a factor in two majors already this year. We have Will Zelatoris. We have Victor Hovland. We have a very healthy young group of stars on uh, in professional golf today, all putting on great shows. And, and in the case of Cameron Young, 25, a rookie, a rookie on the PGA Tour at age 25, he's got Rory kind of power, and he's shown that he can play under pressure. These guys are all going to be around, you know, next year when you look at the majors and you start looking at, and we're not even throwing in a Morikawa and Jordan Spieth, who's having a wonderful day today, and some of the other players who we know are going to stay with the PGA Tour. When we look at the majors next year, it's just spectacular. And I'm struck by the fact that on Friday, on Friday, when Ty, they set this up perfectly. When Tiger finished and missed the cut, walking up 18 at, at uh, St. Andrews, Rory was coming down one. They tipped their hat. And it was almost like somebody was passing a baton. And, there, and, and, and uh, Tiger was saying to Rory, it's your tour now, Rory. Take care of it. I've done my job. So I, I want to get into that, too, because you lead me right into uh, Tiger Woods, as we know, missed the cut. But but I heard you last week uh, on this program, as a matter of fact, talking with Tom Ackerman about kind of what we may learn or, or how much maybe Tiger learns um, having walked a couple more rounds and see how he feels. And uh, what did we learn and what what do we think, you know, for the future of Tiger Woods after he's, you know, walked a couple of rounds? I think Tiger tried to tamp down expectations a little bit. I don't think it was critically important that he missed the cut here at St. Andrews. This year is, is pretty much a, a, a lost year. This is when he reemerges in the game of golf. And what I look for over the two days that he did play is how well did he walk? How much did he limp? How many times did he wince in pain? And I saw little or none of that. Now, he's, he's done for the year. We won't see sure. him until maybe his event in November, December. So he's done for the year. But we saw that Tiger, if he can walk, then he can probably play a little. And then the question becomes, can he practice? Because none of these events that he played in these three majors, has he been able to really practice golf? He's been able to prepare to go out and play golf, but not practice golf. Well, he's got now six, eight months, depending on what he wants to do at the first of the year. Maybe we don't see him again until the Masters. Although I would expect Florida, with its flat terrain, will will be an inviting target for him to play a, a tournament or two before we get to the majors. I actually come away from Tiger more enthused about his opportunity to, to be viable on the tour. Maybe not win majors, but be vi- viable after what we saw at St. Andrews. He looks like he's getting better physically in terms of the leg. And with six months to go, who knows what that leg will be like uh, next year. I don't think he's done. He said he's not retiring. The only thing he said is he doesn't think he can w- be around eight years from now and play at St. Andrews again. Dan Reardon is KMOX's senior golf editor with us here for a couple of more minutes. And, uh, you know, going back to what you said and, and the health of, of this tour, the PGA Tour, with uh, the young golfers playing as well as they are. And I'm going to, again, 
uh, kind of go back to, to something that you were talking about last week with Tom Ackerman and where that puts the future of the LIV tour and some of the, the players that are casting away. And, and one of the things that you said that stuck with me was now it actually depends on what some of these younger guys do, right, and where their decision lies as to where the future goes, right? Exactly. And, and I would expect that we will see some more mature names who will jump to LIV following this open championship. You know, players were holding off because they didn't know if they were going to be X'd out of these championships if they signed with LIV. That turned out not to be the case. There will be players who are on the bubble as far as FedEx, and nobody's going to walk away from the FedEx money. So you're not going to see those players, I don't think, jump. But you could see somebody like an Adam Scott perhaps decide that at 42 he's ready to grab the money and run. So we'll see some of them. The problem now that LIV faces, and they got a really good showing out of Dustin Johnson. He is their marquee player in terms of playing ability right now, and he's going to finish in the top ten at this Open Championship. The problem they face now is they're not going to play golf for a month. And when they play golf, it's going to be on Facebook and YouTube, and we're not going to know most of the players in the field. (laughs) And I don't know how you build a tour without playing. And I don't know how the players who are on that tour, you know, I just said Tiger Woods needs to practice. He needs, he needs competition. He needs an opportunity to do that. Where do these guys find that? I just don't see it happening. Uh, I, I've said repeatedly, I'm sure I'll be wrong, but I'm the only one that thinks that this LIV experiment has a shorter run than most people think. Most people are betting on Saudi money. I'm betting on golf. And I think golf wins in this situation. I think golf looks extremely healthy right now coming off of these four majors. I can't imagine a player with a future who would look at what happened at the Masters, the PGA, the U.S. Open, and the Open and say, I don't want a part of that in my future. I, I just can't see a young player looking at that and saying, I'll put a price in the next 20 years of my life, and this is what it will be. Dan Reardon, Senior Golf Editor here at X. I appreciate the time. I will let you get back to the final round at the 150th Open Championship. Appreciate you uh, spending some time with us here on a Sunday morning. Enjoyed it, Joe. That is Dan Reardon with us here talking about the Open Championship. Rory McIlroy is through nine. He is still up two strokes in that one. We've got uh, plenty more to do here on Sports on a Sunday morning. Dan uh, Reardon, appreciate him taking some time. John Mozalak is coming up at 1130. We're going to revisit Tom Ackerman's uh, talk with Albert Pujols. They visit each week, and then uh, we revisit it here on Sports on a Sunday morning as well. Plus, we'll continue to get you ready for the Cards and the Reds. Final game of that series is coming up here at Bush Stadium. More to come here on Sports on a Sunday morning. Joe Pot in for Tom Ackerman in the Stiefel Sports Studio. We're coming back on Camo X. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gunner. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, Camo X. Back in sports on a Sunday morning. Here continues on Camo X. Joe Pod in for Tom Ackerman this morning. We're coming to you from the uh, Bush Stadium studio here as we get ready for the Cards and the Reds. It'll be the final game of three and the final game before the All Star break for both of these two teams. And uh, 
man, I'm, I'm getting a lot of questions on uh, Twitter, on social media about whether or not they're going to play baseball today. I have no idea, only in that I am not a weatherman. I am not watching the skies as uh, as many people are that are more important. I can tell you that this grounds crew at Bush Stadium does a heck of a job. They are uh, certainly on it as far as the weather is concerned and following what it's going to do and, and what the afternoon may look like. It looked like to me, at least for a while, that there's going to be a window in the afternoon, but I don't know uh, you know, if that continues or not as it stands right now. We'll have Cardinals pregame coming up at 12.20 with a first pitch at 1.15. When I walked by uh, just a bit ago before the 11 o'clock hour, they were uh, still working on the field. I think they were putting the tarp back on for a little bit of rain that's in the area right now. But as I said earlier, they had the tarp off here at Bush Stadium, and they were working on the field, getting it ready for this final game between the Cards and the Reds today. Steven Matz is back on the mound. If you haven't heard, he has been uh, activated. He'll come. Uh, he'll make the first start today in the big leagues, his first start since May 22nd when he went on the injured list. So good to see him back. He does not have much of a limit. Uh, Cards manager Oliver Marmel said he'll be at about 80 pitches today or so. So that is uh, that is good news. And I think important for the Cardinals to get him back in the rotation. Other games uh, today in Major League Baseball, just one underway already. The Royals are playing at the Blue Jays. And everything, by the way, is uh, is earlier today. They're not playing a Sunday night game of the week, game of the world, as John Rooney calls it. So the latest game today is coming up at 3 o'clock uh, Central Time. So everybody's going to get that all-star break started a little earlier maybe than normal. The Braves are playing at the Nationals today. It's the Red Sox at the Yankees. Tigers are playing at Cleveland. Baltimore playing at Tampa Bay. Phillies playing at the Marlins. The Oakland A's playing at Houston. White Sox playing at Minnesota. Mets and Cubs will finish up their series at Wrigley. The Mariners have won 13 consecutive games as they uh, play a final game with the uh, Texas Rangers down in Arlington. Pirates playing at the Rockies. The big one, of course, for Cardinals fans is the Brewers playing their final game with the Giants. Uh, the Giants have won the first two in that one, by the way. They came back. They hammered Josh Hader on Friday night, scoring six times in the ninth inning to come back there. And the uh, D-backs playing at San Diego in the latest game of the day, which starts just after 3 o'clock Central Time. So cards right now are a game back of first place in the National League Central Division, and they could potentially go into the All-Star break in a tie for first in the NL Central. They can do that with a win and a Milwaukee loss. The two teams are tied with 50 wins, as a matter of fact, but the Brewers have played a couple of less games, and therefore they've lost uh, a couple of less games. They are 3-7, and seven, though, in their last 10 games. As I mentioned, they've lost two straight to the Giants, the rest of the division continues to be on a losing streak as well. Pittsburgh has lost four straight, and they are 12 games off the pace. The Cubs have lost nine in a row. They are 1-9 in their last 10. They've lost nine straight. They got swept in a doubleheader yesterday by the New York Mets. Cincinnati has now lost two straight. They came in here to St. Louis on a little bit of an uptick. They had swept the Tampa Bay Rays, and they'd taken a series at New York from the Yankees. But, of course, the Cardinals have won the first two in this series here between the Cards and the Reds. And the Cards are now 6-2 and two this year against the Cincinnati Reds. They do make another return trip to Bush Stadium, and keep that in mind. That comes up in September, so 
And the Cards and the Reds will play coming up after the All-Star break as well in Cincinnati. In fact, the Cardinals uh, are, are not at home anymore in the month of July after today. They'll go on the road and play, I believe it's eight games in 10 days coming out of the All-Star break um, before they then come back home in that uh, second weekend in August. So uh, that's what the Cards have to look forward to. As I mentioned as well, they are playing uh, primarily 70% of the teams remaining for the Cardinals on their schedule are teams with losing records. So this team is in a good position to uh, improve itself, improve its standings. Of course, we have the draft getting started tonight with the first round. The draft continues uh, through the next couple of days. We'll uh, talk about that with John Mozalak coming up here in our next segment, as a matter of fact. You also, of course, have the trade deadline looming, which I believe is uh, August 3rd of this year. They, uh, it's, it's roughly that first day or so in August, and I believe it's August 3rd is the actual uh, trade deadline uh, this year. Uh, and I'm trying to find it and haven't found it yet, but I do think that is the date. And so we'll see, of course, what the cards are going to do. August 2nd, actually, James O'Sullivan is our producer in the St. Louis studio, and he has clued me in to August 2nd is actually the trade deadline. So I missed it by day, but yes, that is correct. It's August 2nd. Appreciate that. Appreciate uh, James back in the studio as well, keeping us uh, all lined up and on time this morning as we work our way through sports on a Sunday morning. Joe Pot in for Tom Ackerman. We'll step aside here. We'll come back to the Bush Stadium studios and we'll visit with the Cards president of baseball operations, John Mozalak. He is next. Sports on a Sunday morning. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today cox always building better cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and the restrictions may apply analysis by ucalypt speed test intelligence data fixed median download speeds usq3 2023 Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other 
other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. It continues after this on X. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Sports on a Sunday morning continues here from the Stiefel Sports Studio inside Bush Stadium. Joe Pott in for Tom Ackerman here on this Sunday morning. Glad you are with us as well. We're going to lead you right into uh, Cards coverage today. 12-20 is our pregame show, Ameren Total Access. And one fifteen, of course, is the first pitch between the Cards and the Reds as they finish off the series. And sticking with the baseball, we welcome in the Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mozalak, here before the final game of the unofficial first half of the season. And, uh, John, thanks so much for some time today. Yeah, thanks for having me. And, uh, yeah, it's sort of tricky, right? we got weather issues. Uh, we have the draft. We have a lot going on. But um, from the Major League standpoint, you know, our goal is to, to finish strong. Uh, obviously, the last couple of nights have gone well for us, and uh, you know we're hopeful we can get this game in today. Are you in St. Louis? Are you in L.A.? Where are you at this morning? Oh, I'm in St. Louis. Um, all teams operate out of their, their home base for the draft. So um, unlike other sports where, where you might have, like, representation. But we do have someone that will um, – be there on behalf of the Cardinals, and that's Brendan Ryan. So do you like the new setup now that's been a couple of years with the draft here taking place in conjunction with the All-Star break? Uh, not really. I feel like, you know, in our jobs, we, we very rarely get to have a break. Right. And you, you always sort of look forward to, to those couple days in in the middle of July where you could catch your breath. Whereas, um, you know, this year, obviously you just, you play your last game, you then go to the, the first round of the draft. And then the next couple of days are very busy for everybody involved in baseball operations, obviously specifically the um, scouting department and player development. So from a, from a time standpoint, it's not ideal, but uh, you know, I certainly understand MLB is trying to, make the draft a bigger event and they feel this is the way to do it. The Futures game last night uh, featured Mason Wynn and Jordan Walker. Um, neither of them had a hit in the game, but uh, Mason Wynn kind of lit up social media last night when he uncorked a 100-mile-per-hour uh, throw from short. Well, we've always known he had a cannon. Um, <laughs> you know, we even uh, sort of flirted with the idea of, of letting him be a dual player, but you know, the, the difference between when you think it's like someone like Otani who is pitching and then DHing, when you're when you're playing a premium defensive position, 
it's it's you got to spend so much time and energy working on that as well as your hit tool we just feel like right now the the chance for him to be an impact middle infielder makes a lot of sense for us to just be patient with that when when they're making the rosters for the future game, when they're talking about you know who's going to go, is that something that uh, the organizations have input as far as who they wish to showcase or who that they believe can can take a couple days and, and be part of this? How do, how is that done? Yeah, so so typically there's a person from MLB that would would touch base with like our farm director. He would then connect with me, and you know we would basically give five or six names that we think are, are deserving of, of that um, experience. But ultimately it's their decision to sort of sort through and make sure that, you know, they have all positions covered, make sure they have all pitching covered. And I would imagine that game is going to go back to a, a nine inning game as well. I, I, you know, I think the the fact that it's, you know, seven innings, if you, you know, they have enough talent, enough players to play nine. John Mozalek with us here, sports on a Sunday morning. Joe Pot in for Tom Ackerman inside the uh, Bush Stadium studio, as a matter of fact, as we do try to dodge some rain today. Uh, this team, your big league team, as I talked to your manager, Oliver Marmel, a little bit earlier in the show, and, and we talked about the fact that, yes, you know, you look back at the middle of this week and, and things, you know, kind of feel gloomy after a couple of losses to the Dodgers. Here you are bouncing back uh, with a couple of wins over Cincinnati. But in reality, as we step back and you look at this team that has the chance to go into the All-Star break with 51 wins, has the chance to go into the All-Star break tied for first in the National League Central Division, uh, things certainly could be a lot worse at this point, couldn't they? Well, they could. And, I, you know, obviously I probably give a little bit more of an optimistic spiel every week when, I, when I'm on this. But the you know, reality is we really haven't had you know, two-thirds of our outfield for mm-hmm. almost the last month. Um, we've been banged up from a pitching standpoint. I feel like almost every other day we're making a transaction or a move. And so I think, like, and I'm not saying other teams aren't going through these types of things, but to be where we are, um, you know, certainly things could have been a little better, but certainly things could have also been worse. So, you know, I feel overall that, that as we hit this sort of midpoint, um, we're in a good spot, and, and you know, there's there's still a lot of baseball to be played. I do think our second half uh, schedule is is more favorable for us. It's a little bit more breathing room. Um, this has been a really tough stretch for us over the last two months, and and so I think being able to catch our breath is is something that you will see this club benefit from. And breathing room in, in, in several ways. Breathing room in that, obviously, as you said, a little bit more favorable. I think it's seventy percent of the uh, remaining opponents have. Uh, a record of under 500, but breathing room in is there's some built-in off days. There's a little bit more flexibility on that schedule. I mean, that, it, just talking right now, this team's finishing up a 17 straight game stretch here. So breathing room in, in several ways. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, prior to the 17, we played 21, and there was a doubleheader. Right. Prior to that, was a 20 with a doubleheader. So it's it's just been you know, it's been a very demanding one, and and I think. Uh, you know, there's been been times where you just wish we had a little bit more flexibility in that, but you play the hand you're dealt. But the good news is, is we are coming upon this break. I think it's much needed for this club. And, you know, I, I do know a lot of players are actually just looking forward to, to the next few days just so they can take a deep breath. 
John Mosella, Cards President of Baseball Operations, with us here on Sports on a Sunday Morning. Uh, let me get a couple of updates, if I could. Uh, what do you know about uh, Harrison Bader? How's he feeling? Uh, what's the outlook there? So Harrison's feeling better. Um, we're optimistic that, that he'll be able to rejoin the club maybe as, as early as when we, we restart in Cincinnati or at probably the very worst case uh, sometime uh, when we get to Toronto. But So he's close, and, and that's good news. Uh, Yadier Molina, we know, we've heard, uh, continues uh, his rehab and will um, actually go on a little bit of a rehab stint later on and then uh, hopefully have him coming back early in August as well. Is that correct? That's right. He is starting baseball activity now uh, down in Puerto Rico. I suspect he'll be back in about a, a week and a half. And so we'll have um, him available hopefully uh, by early August if all goes well. And Jack Flaherty uh, farther away than, than either of those two. Yeah, as you know, we, we end up moving him to the 60-day. Um, when you think about like where he's at in, in terms of, of baseball activity, he isn't cleared yet to, to, to really begin ramping that up. But we are hopeful in the next couple of weeks that does happen, and then uh, we can – you know, hopefully pencil his return and sometime in late August. Matthew Libertor, he's a guy that, that I know, obviously, high hopes. He's, he's kind of been up and down. Uh, I believe he starts today, if I'm correct, for, uh, for Memphis. What are you looking for for him uh, now that he's back at the AAA level? Well, I think for him, it's, it's still just about consistency. Um, you know, the difference between really, like, pitching at AAA and the big leagues is is – types of hitters you're facing, as you can imagine. And so when you're at the big league level, you, you, you tend to see young pitchers pick more instead of remaining aggressive. I think in his case, he's got to like trust his stuff, which we all think is very good, and, and be more on the attack or, or aggressive when he's pitching up here. And I think when he does that, you know, he's going to be here to stay. And so you got to remind yourself he's still young, he's still developing, and, um, you know, he's in that learning mode. But, you know, we're certainly excited about what he's capable of doing. Okay, so your turn to play weatherman, because I've been asked all, all morning, whether it's social media or otherwise, but uh, your outlook on today's game. I know your ground screw is the best in the biz. Yeah, so I, I, I think it, it's sort of a, a, uh, an outlier in terms of this type of weather. Usually we get the I-44 corridor. And, right. <laughs> and where it comes up, where this one's tracking more along um, the I-70 route. And, you know, if it stays north, I think we can play baseball. If it starts to dip down and, and sag into the city, it could be a long day. So, you know, that's something we'll probably have another update here on, on sort of how we're thinking about things in about the next 20 minutes. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's certainly complicated at the moment, for sure. That is some super strong meteorology right there. You have you've been in this town long enough, and and uh, boy, I, I'd take you to fill in any time. <laughs> well, thank you, and uh, yeah, fingers crossed so we can play. John Mosellak, thanks so much for taking some time here today. I know it's a busy time. I hope you get a little bit of breathing room yourself over the next couple of days, and we look forward to a great second half from your ball club. Well, thanks so much. Have a great day. Thank you very much. That's John Mozalak, the Cards president of baseball operations, as the Cards and the Reds hopefully will play some baseball here on a Sunday afternoon, as you heard from him, uh, probably about 20 minutes or so 
Uh, they'll have another update. Of course, our pregame coverage gets underway at 1220 this afternoon with Ameren Total Access. We'll keep you updated with everything we know as well. We're going to hear from the uh, Cards uh, future Hall of Famer, Albert Pujols. He visits every week with Tom Ackerman, a little five minutes with number five. That's coming up when we come back here on Sports on a Sunday Morning. Joe Pot in for Tom Ackerman here from Bush Stadium, coming back on Camo X. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday Morning. And it's a gunner. Big fly, Nolan Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Albert Pujols comes to bat, Albert against the Royals. Albert digs back in, open stance, deep in the box, pulls it down on the end. Albert Pujols, the 1-0 pitch to Albert is hit high and deep. He hits a fly ball left field. That's back. It's a big Five minutes with number five. A thunderous ovation for Albert Pujols. Five minutes with number five, Albert Pujols. We love these moments with him here on KMOX, the home of the Cardinals. And boy, did we love this moment, Albert. Let's start with this. This is 2005, game five. The Cardinals trail by two in the ninth inning of the NLCS against the Houston Astros. Albert Pujols against Brad Lidge. Burt deep out in left center. Tavares pulled over into a right center. Lane pacing in his right field position. Albert digs back in. Open stance. Deep in the box. Bends at the uh, knee. Holds it down on the end. Lidge is ready. With two on and two out. Is 0-1 pitch. It's coming. Swing and a long one. There it is, baby. The Cardinals take the lead as Albert Pujols comes through in the pit. And the Redbirds lead this baby 5-4. to What I tell you, folks? David Eckstein, the man. This could be a crushing blow, a crushing blow to the Houston club. Albert Pujols, you talk about a most valuable player. How is that, baby? Woo! That thing... Left the ballpark in a hurry. A three-run home run, and the Cardinals lead 5-4. What a call. What a moment. What a silencer that mm-hmm. was at Minute Maid Park. One of the great clouts of your career. It was. I think uh, it would have been more special, I think, if we would have got come back here one against six against seven and going um, and go to the World Series, but that didn't happen. So... I really treated it just like another home run. Yes, it was really special because we were down and I was able to get the, hit the game-winning home run and, and really push, you know, one more day for the playoff. But uh, unfortunately, you know, Roy Oswald came game six on fire and shuttles down here at Bush Stadium. But uh, it was just uh, it was a pretty special moment just running around the base of how loud that place was in the playoff. and be able to acquire that whole city down and I think after that homer I think I was enemy number one uh you know for the rest of my career (laughs) every time I go to Houston you know they hate me yeah well we're sitting here in the Cardinals clubhouse and Lance Berkman used to have a locker right here and he would tell the story of how he could hear the footsteps as you came around first that's how quiet it was Digging it, in the dirt. It was, and I, I, I did hear my footstep, you know, because that, that place was so loud. It was one of the loudest 
place to play, especially in the playoff. You know, it was crazy. I remember going into a hotel. It was like two or three o'clock in the morning. I can still hear, you know, yeah. my mind and my ears. You know, just the loud, how loud everything was. And but uh, it was just a great rival, great memories. You know, and that's what this game is all about. You know, just. Uh, having fun, enjoying, but also playing those great games like that. You had some big ones in the postseason, a lot of them on the road. I mean, game one of the 2006 World Series against the Detroit Tigers propelled you to a win. But here we go. This is game three, 2011 World Series. Here's Albert Pujols. Alexi Ogando delivers. Swing and a home run if it's fair. Go fair, baby. Go fair. Oh yeah, a three-run homer as Albert turned around a 96-mile-an-hour fastball, and the Cardinals are now up 11 to six. Way to go, Albert! He's three for his last three, and this is a three-run home run, and it's 11 to six. Pulse has three hits in a row. He grounded out on the first inning to go 0 for seven in this series. Since then, single-single home run. Pujols hits a high fly ball. That's deep. Left center field. It's a gunner. Pujols hits a two-out, two-run homer in the seventh inning. 14-6 Cardinals. Four hits in a row for Pujols. And his first career multi-homer game in World Series play. Not one, not two, but you came up again with a chance for a third. And another pitch from Oliver to uh... Albert Pujols with no one on two out, 2-2 two -two delivery. Swinging another home run. There it is, his third of the game. Albert Pujols, five for five with three home runs. And it's now 16 to seven. What a game from Albert Pujols here tonight. Five for his last five with a three-run homer, a two-run homer, now a solo blast. And there it is. <laughs> three home runs in a World Series game. Only Reggie Jackson and Babe Ruth accomplished that. What was that night like for you? Uh, pretty special. Uh, you know, I haven't had to get a hit that whole series, uh, the first two games. I mean, I got two hit by pitch, I believe, three or four walks, and, you know, didn't have a chance to really produce. And for some reason, I wake up that morning, I told Didi and the kiddos, you know, and, you know, man, I'm going to do something special tonight. And I remember I jumped on the bus and I used to sit in the back. As soon as I jumped on the bus, I told the guy, hey, tonight is my night. Jump on me, guys. I got you. And everybody was pumped up and excited. You know, I it's just one of those things, you know, and I call, I guess. I didn't know that I was going to hit 300. I knew it was going to be something special. I mean, you're playing in the World Series. That's a special already. But uh, I think it's just one of those moments where you, you, you feel that pressing. And, and man, I... It was a heck of a night, uh, you know, to go out there to get a couple of hits and, you know, to finish up with three home runs uh, was pretty amazing, especially, you know, going into that territory, you know, which it was allowing and really winning game three on the road was pretty special for us because that gave us a chance that we might can bring the series back here to St. Louis, which we did, and we ended up winning two games here and, and be the world champion. But, man, it was just uh, well, probably one of the best moment of my career at that platform you know everybody's watching the World Series there's nothing else to watch but that it's, it's almost like the Super Bowl everybody's watching you know so 
uh, the way that God used me at that gang, it was just pretty special. And man, it's just uh, a great, great, great feeling. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. It was a great feeling. Great memory, no doubt about it. I know that you've had some great moments uh, for the kids of the Pujols Family Foundation. You've hit some home runs for some of them. Uh, but you've also had some very special relationships, haven't you? Definitely. And, uh, you know, having a daughter with Down syndrome, she's going to be 25 in a couple of months. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, to use this ability and, and this platform that God has given me to be able to be part of a special community, you know, which is the Down syndrome community started in the foundation and do your event. Um, it put things in perspective and show you that Mangus is just more than playing a game of baseball. Uh, and uh, um, that's my passion, just having the opportunity to come around and just to be around those kids, the adults, and whether it's a golf tournament, the top golf, the bowling alley, whatever events we do, the prong, which is one of my front, uh, my favorite ones. Uh, it's always a special, and you know, anytime we have the body walk here at the stadium, I think I have pretty good numbers because I feel like that extra push and want to perform, you know, with, for some of the those kids and adults that are in the stand cheering for me. Well, I know a lot of people are grateful, and it's a big part of your legacy. In fact, there's a lot more to come, I know, for the Pools Family Foundation. Thank you for this. Hey, man, thank you so much, buddy, and thank you once again for continuing to uh, help us grow our foundation and continue to push uh, and really promote what we do out there because I know a lot of people don't get to hear and don't get to see it. And I encourage, you know, to people to get involved, whether it's with the Pools Family Foundation or other, other organization that you are passionate about and just use your gift that God has given you, you know, to help others. And that's, that's what I've done. That is Albert Pujols, five minutes with number five. I'm Tom Ackerman on KMOX. Great to hear from uh, Albert Pujols. A very cool. That's uh, those air, by the way, uh, at nine fifty on Mondays during the week. Total information AM with Tom Ackerman. Uh, thankful that he lets us share that as well here on Sports on a Sunday morning, and that he has uh, let me take this seat for a Sunday morning for you. Glad you were with us here as we uh, took you through our Sports on a Sunday morning. Legendary program here on X Radio. Happy to be here with you on a Sunday morning. Thanks so much to uh, Matt Pauley for joining us. He is the new Sports Open Line host. He will be in the chair tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, for Sports Open Line. So I invite you to listen to him. Thanks to the Cards manager, Oliver Marmel, as always, for taking some time. To John Mozalak, the Cards president of baseball operations as well. Thanks to Dan Reardon for spending some time talking about the 150th Open Championship as well. In fact, uh, well... Cameron Smith has overtaken Rory McIlroy, so there's some drama coming down to the final couple of holes at the Open Championship. Cards and Reds are coming up today. That's what the uh, schedule is for right now, as a matter of fact. Um, 12.20 is our Ameren Total Access pregame show, and we'll keep you updated if there are updates to be had as far as the weather is concerned. There's a little bit of rain here in St. Louis right now. The grounds crew has been uh, working. They've had the tarp on and off the field uh, this morning. So 
We'll see how that uh, goes and how things look for the final game before the All-Star break for both the Cards and the Reds. Steven Matz is back on the mound for the Redbirds today. Makes his first start since the end of May. First big league start since the end of May. As uh, he goes today for the Cards, Graham Ashcraft, the right-hander. The youngster goes for the Cincinnati Reds. Cards are looking for a three-game sweep of the Reds. Chance to go into the All-Star break with 51 wins. Also a chance to go into the All-Star break in a tie for first place in the National League Central Division. The Brewers are playing at the Giants, so a Cards win and a Brewers loss, and the Cards will be tied for first place going into the All-Star break here in 2022. Thanks so much to James O'Sullivan. He's back in the studio at Camo X, and he has uh, kept us in line on time all morning long. Tom Ackerman will be back in this seat next week. It's sports on a Sunday morning. I'm Joe Pott, filling in for Tom Ackerman. Thanks for joining us here on KMOX. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.